fans assemble. Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, and Tom Hiddleston are coming to Ace Comic Con at the Wamu Theater in CenturyLink Field Events Center June 22nd through 24th. Visit 150 comic writers, artists, and vendors with 30 hours of programming. Tickets available at acecomiccon.com. Han Solo is that character that we always wished we could be. I think most of us felt like Luke Skywalker, but we would have loved to have been Han Solo. Han Solo is meant to be a very nefarious character. He did start out as a you know monster or a strange alien character. I finally settled on him being human, so that there'd be more relationship between the three of them. That's where Chewbacca came in as the, as the kind of alien sidekick. Han Solo. I'm Captain of the Millennium Falcon. Chewie, get us out of here! everywhere welcome to episode number 123 of blast points this is jason this is gabe and we are truly in complete and total solo overload right now it is solo over the top it's just gonna keep on going after last week i for a little bit i was thinking man i wonder if there's not going to be any more solo stuff for this week <laughs> it's gotten insane where, okay. So do you remember for the last Jedi, people aren't talking about this. There were no clips before we saw the movie. There were trailers and TV spots falling out of the sky, but we never saw like, remember when people were on talk shows, we didn't get any clips. You're right. Cause rogue one had talk show clips. It even had a clip from Celebration Europe, I think, right? There's the behind-the-scenes stuff, and there was a clip. Yeah, there's a scene. Did Force Awakens have any clips? Yeah, it did. It had Ray and Finn running, at least, I remember that, to the... Uh, to the Falcon? Yeah, to the Falcon, to the quad jumper, and then the quad jumper blows up, and then to the Falcon. That was a clip, because we were just like, oh my god. Yeah, so yeah, Last Jedi was, yeah, just TV spots... But that is not what's going on with Solo. We've got 
I think 44 to 45, maybe even 46 clips of the movie. I think the whole movie has been released. Yeah, in clip form. <laughs> you can piece the clips together. Yeah, I, every day I keep thinking, wait, didn't I see this? Art? No, this is a new one. Yes. <laughs> oh, I, Every day I'm like, oh my God, they're actually showing this? Okay, I'll watch it. If you're gonna put it out there, somebody needs to watch it. I'll, I'll, I guess I can do this. You're telling me what I'm getting for Christmas? Okay, I'll look. I'll look inside the wrapping. I'll still act surprised on Christmas Day, but I'm not I'm not ashamed to peek right now. So the solo hype is a real thing. It's huge. They're they're not holding back with this one. No, <laughs> but still. It won't go away. It keeps popping up until until it's going to be for real. This Obi-Wan Kenobi movie thing. Relax. Take a deep breath. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. Solo's here, it won't go away, but Kenobi won't go away either. <laughs> it's like the original won't go away. Uh, I hope I hope this Kenobi movie just actually happens so we can all just get past these it's going to happen rumors. Because there's tons of people out there who this thing has been talked about and rumored for so long that people just think it's like official, that it's like, well, the, the Obi-Wan movie's going to come out. It's like, da, 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 da. it's not for real yet. I feel like people have kind of just given up on even speculating about Yoda backstory or Boba Fett or any of the other things that were kind of rumored. It's just everyone's hung up on Kenobi, which is fine with me. I want to see a Kenobi movie, but yeah, it would it would be nice to know for real it's happening or for real start speculating about something else because it's for real not happening. So Fanthatrax out in the UK... They reported that they have got a contact at Pinewood who informed them that filming on Kenobi is due to start in spring 2019 for December 2020 release and that everything is in pre-production full swing at Pinewood. There's art departments and all stuff. And I mean, that would make sense because then that would kind of be, if Nine starts filming this summer, Nine would be all done by the spring. Nine would finish and things would go right into Kenobi. Which, yeah, they're going to need to announce something soon what's after episode nine. So it kind of fits. And yeah, I mean, we've said it before, I really want to know what is happening with Star Wars stories, if Star Wars stories are going to continue or not. Because, like, I'm sure we'll talk about more. The more I see of Solo, the more it reminds me of everything I loved about Rogue One. And the more I get excited for these kind of fun side stories and want to see more of them. It makes, with the, the schedule, too, it makes me wonder, after Kenobi, would we go right into the first of the Ryan Johnson movies? And then still, what the heck is the Game of Thrones guys doing? You know, maybe they're saving all that for Celebration 2019. Can I just say, too, I'm kind of glad. Probably by the time this episode comes out, there'll be a Celebration announcement, because that's the way it works. But I'm kind of glad that on May the 4th, we didn't get a Celebration announcement. I know a lot of people were kind of disappointed, but I was kind of relieved. <laughs> I don't even I can't even think about that right now. 
yeah, it's nice having one less thing to to think about. There's enough that we can't stop thinking about without having a whole other thing. I gotta think about celebration now. Okay, we're trying to stay healthy here, we're trying to keep keep cool. Next celebration is actually on the real Tatooine in space. Okay, I guess we'll go. If you say so, fine, let's do it. Well, the thing too with the Kenobi movie that got me thinking too. It's like it kind of. It's interesting that these rumors are heating up again, like two weeks before Solo comes out, because a lot of like the clips and a lot of the stuff coming out about Solo, it's getting people really pumped up about Solo, even. People who were on the fence, who were still standing by, like, this is the movie that nobody wanted. I think it seems like a lot of people are kind of coming around where people are like, hey, this looks really kind of fun. Hey, this looks like Star Wars. You know, and you think about it, you think <laughs> about Rogue One and in that context, and we'll get into it later more. But you think about how Solo was for a time maybe going to be bef- come out before Rogue One and when you thought the when the we were first heard about the anthology movies and they were going to be more character focused i don't know like maybe the excitement that's brewing up with solo they're like yeah let's let's do kenobi i wonder too if now that with rogue one and solo even solo being about han it's really about a crew pulling off a heist or a job if with and Rogue One kind of being the same sort of ensemble thing, if they do a Kenobi movie, would they go back to just being just about Kenobi, or would it would be Kenobi in a group of a sand person and a Gamorrean guard, and they go on an adventure together? That's still the crazy thing with the Kenobi movie, though. Too, yeah, everybody's excited about it, but what the heck would it be about? Just, I guess, him and Owen, Uncle Owen, go on the road and inter-arm wrestling contests or something at cantinas across the planet. I don't know. Obi-Wan discovers he's got a long-lost son he didn't know about, and he's he's a space monster truck driver doing his arm wrestling competitions, and it's called Obi the Top. Sounds good to me. Turns the hat backwards. It's like he flips a switch. Oh, we've never seen Kenobi in a hat, have we? No, but I think we will. Oh, maybe Kazan and his son are working on that right now. They had so much fun writing in the kitchen. Spreading the jam. When they said they were just watching as many movies that they liked that brought them joy to steal from. Really, they just were watching over the top over and over again. (laughs) It's the best movie of the 20th century. I wouldn't be surprised. Sylvester Stallone, over the top. So there was the big premiere for Solo last week on Thursday night, and there was a lot of juicy stuff going on. So Ewan McGregor was there, but people were freaking out ahead of time, especially with the Obi-Wan news happening that same day. Because that's always, that's how they announce casting for movies. They invite people to just be in the audience at a premiere. You know, at this point, though, I wouldn't be surprised (laughs) with Star Wars. Yeah. But people who were there... So John Favreau was there, and he was talking to people, 
And he was spilling some scoops about Star Wars TV. I've, I've written, I actually wrote a lot of the scripts even before I had the job, to be honest with you. I wrote like four to show him what the show would be. It's um, a part of the timeline that hasn't been explored yet. So it's after, it's about seven years after the Battle of Yavin. So it's like after, after uh, Return of the Jedi before before seven right and it's all new characters different planets and so a whole new piece of uh but but also fits into the timeline i don't know i think they've gotten tv shows have gotten pretty good effects lately if disney and star wars are doing something maybe we are finally going to get kind of the goal of the show back when lucas was doing it to get film quality effects in a tv show and it's going to be interesting having a live action show and resistance kind of playing in the same time frame a little bit. I mean, I guess resistance is farther along. I don't think, did they say specifically how far after Jedi and before force awakens resistance is set? Didn't they just say it's in between those two? It's in between, but it's at least they said the first order exists. Phasma is alive. Poe is in it. So it can't be, too far back or Poe either wouldn't... When was Poe born? Right after Return of the Jedi? Yeah, must. Yeah, he was the baby right after. Poe is like about the same age as uh, Ben Solo, so they're both kind of born around the same time. I, I don't know, man. Maybe Resistance is going to have like Kid Poe, which I didn't even think about. That could be cool. It'd be like a little... But it'd be kid, it'll be like uh, Luke Enforces the Destiny, though. It'll be like Kid Poe with gravelly old oscar isaac voice <laughs> let's see if he was doing like a little kid voice like hi how you doing yeah. it's me poe dameron <laughs> golly this ship looks fast yeah i don't know but it's they're definitely there's gonna be a focus on post jedi pre force awakens so that's cool really gonna be filling out that timeline man maybe there's ewoks jungle book ewok movies they kind of seem like there's some overlap there. I didn't want to say anything, but that was the first thing I thought. John Favreau, are you doing a whole show about Ewoks then? Is that what you're saying? Because they said new characters, not new creatures, right? So it's like Wicked's Kids. It's pretty much the sequel trilogy, but just of the the Ewok stuff. So it's like, oh, Wicked's Kids are in trouble again. <laughs> They're all blinking all the time. That's the name of the show, just blinking Ewoks. Those blinking Ewoks. <laughs> Stop dropping the sack and start doing some homework. Bob Iger is going to do a shareholder's phone call. And coming in 2019, those blinking Ewoks. <laughs> Get ready. It's going to be great. <sighs> Ichiwawa. <laughs> Also at the solo premiere, shocking the world, breaking hearts, setting trends, George Lucas. He showed up. It began with Mr. Lucas. George Lucas, writer and director of Star Wars. What happened to Darth Vader's grandchildren? I don't know if he I don't know if he knew he was there, though. <laughs> Ron Howard just tricked him and was like, hey, you want to go out for dinner? Why don't you meet me here on a Thursday night? OK. All right. I'll do that. It was I was surprised because uh, Melody wasn't there. So he he I think Ron Howard was his date for the for the premiere. So Lucas was going 
he was going rogue. He was out on his own. <laughs> it, it was the wandering into documentaries, Lucas. <laughs> Just, <laughs> hey, this looks like there's something going on over here. What's going on? Wandered into the, oh, this. hey, that's a Millennium Falcon. I know that. I've seen that before. <laughs> oh, look at that. Reminds me of the old days. <laughs> you know, the front's all wrong on that thing. No, George, it's, it's a new Falcon. A new, the new what? He was looking good. He had his fancy dress sport coat on. He got dressed up. He was going out. <laughs> he was going out. <laughs> You're going to repeat. All right, I'll wear a jacket. Yeah. Blue jeans, a brown belt. After the premiere, there seemed to be a lot of chatter, like on the Twitters and stuff. A lot of people talking about Lucas's fashion and a lot of people honing in on his shoes and the fact that he was wearing uh, Nike Air Monarchs. He's sensible shoes for sensible man. You know, why blow money on shoes when you can buy fast cars and gumballs and Coca-Cola and Hershey bars? It's what I like. Norman Rockwell paintings and a gumball. It's all I need. And, and for all we know, he buys them by the case. Like, it's like, oh, that's a, you know, it's only a $60 shoe. He should be buying fancy shoes. But if you buy, you know, 20 of them at a time, that's the big time. That's billionaire business there. Buying cases of sneakers. I like to think that Lucas is such a strange person, though, that he literally probably there's somewhere wherever he secret layer that he lives in is probably like a target near there. And Lucas goes there and there's probably people that know, oh, Mr. Lucas is here and he's buying another pair of shoes. Or like when someone new starts at this target, they're like, OK, <laughs> It's your first day. I've got to let you know. George Lucas comes in here once a week and he buys white tennis shoes. You don't say anything about it. And don't look at his feet, whatever you do. And don't bring up the fact that he just bought a pair of the week before. He shows up barefoot. Need new shoes. I took my sports car out to get a salad and I misplaced my shoes. I'm going to Seoul premiere. I need the Nike Air Monarchs. Well, he did look real good. And I, and I shouldn't be surprised by this, but there were like tons of photographers there. And they were like, oh, Mr. Lucas, Mr. Lucas, and taking his picture. He didn't smile for a single picture. Nope. You know, I, I sold my, my smile to Disney. He was. I saw him talking to Larry Kasdan, though, and he was smiling. So he, he really just showed up to make sure that Ron took his advice on that one scene. <laughs> you told me you were putting it in the movie. I'm here to check. I love that they live stream all these premieres. It's like a, an event for everyone. There's always the, the the standard Matthew Wood interview. They had a couple guys from ILM there. I thought they were saying something really interesting where they were talking about how the third act of Solo is really going to surprise people. And it's got stuff that fans are really going to love. That's kind of all the shots, isn't it, Pat? I mean, yeah. pretty much every one of those shots has so many hours of artists just putting their heart and souls into it. So if you look at that opening sequence and we're looking down on the city of Corellia and you see all those buildings, every one of those buildings was handmade by one of the artists at Industrial Light and Magic. And uh, you may only get to see it for a few seconds in the film, but you're going to really hopefully get the sense of the massive spectacle that is a big Star Wars film. And I, I don't want to spoil anything, but there's a lot in this movie for the fans. And I think the whole end of the movie, which is going to really surprise people, I think that uh, that's something we've been waiting to do for a really, really long time. And just being able to actually creatively get uh, to, you know, express that kind of art on the screen and be able to bring that out for the fans is great. It, it, I think everybody's really going to love it. 
And it reminded me a lot of a lot of the chatter before Rogue One when John Knoll would kind of dance around the idea of digital Tarkin. We're like, we're doing something nobody's ever seen before. I mean, you, you, the thoughts go to like, was Jabba going to be in the third act? Trying to think what it could be. What's, what ILM would be doing that's going to blow people's minds and make the fans excited. <laughs> it's just Tarkin again. We made Tarkin even younger this time. It's digital Krennic now. <laughs> oh, we, uh, don't bring that up. We talked about that already. I want Krennic in there really bad. I want. I would love for Krennic to be in there. I would. I mean, she'd be too young, and she's off with Saw Gerrera, But I would love for like Han and Jin to pass each other, like in a bar, or have Han run into Saw and Two Tubes. Ooh. Right? They can be hanging out somewhere shady. Saw would be around. Might even be pre life support suit Saw. He might just have the leg at this point. Maybe they Klee Lars shows up flying through space in his chair. Maybe we're going to see CG baby Luke. I don't know why, but maybe we'll see him. If they're bringing in Pikes and they're bringing in the Cloud Riders gang and Mimbin, then it's like all bets are off on what could be in the end of this movie that ILM is looking forward to fans freaking out over. So, yeah, I'm just having trouble wrapping my head around when this movie, the movies are jumping around in time. Like a solo before Rebels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they can Darth Maul's there <laughs> with spider legs. Solo overload is going on. Clips every single day. John Powell released the soundtrack listing, which was kind of surprising. I don't remember ever getting it this soon. Other than maybe uh, episode one, Qui-Gon's Noble End. I feel like even for Last Jedi, there were tons of people that faked it, you know? And there was like, Luke saves everyone with his green lightsaber is track number two. I guess this kind of is going with their whole kind of marketing thing this time. Is they're just like, whatever, we're going to show you stuff. We're going to tell you stuff. We'll save save the secrets for... uh, let JJ have the secrets. We're just going to show you cool stuff and get you pumped up for the movie. <laughs> Maybe that's why they're doing it. Cause they're like, Hey everybody, uh, Mr. Mystery box is coming back next. Yeah. So enjoy all of this because you're not getting anything next time. The TV spots are just going to be the old TV spots for force awakens and last Jedi. Just show those again. They're going to be in code. You have to solve a puzzle made of wood to get the TV spot. Got to go to 7-Eleven and get more wood to solve the puzzle. So we, 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 there were some interesting tracks, it looked like, on the solo soundtrack, though. Number one, we got the Adventures of Han, right? We got the John Williams Han theme composed and conducted, which sounds really cool. Which it sounds like it's like a sweet, like... I'm surprised they haven't even released that yet. If any of the new movies is going to bring us back the... Uh, soundtrack music video solo would be the one to do it there was a track on there was it just called lando's closet yeah i think that's the one that's got the uh people going crazy what's lando's closet why does it have its own track and what is that track you've got a lot of guts that's what you pulled how you doing you old pirate hello what have we here the administrator of this facility. What have you done to my ship? Still hanging around with this loser? The ghost of Prince. 
in the studio. His force ghost showed up. John Paul was writing the soundtrack and he was going to burn it all down. And the ghost of Prince showed up, hit him in the face with a stick. <laughs> We're right in Lando's closet now. He was laughing, kicking his feet. <laughs> One thing I was really excited about, which also came out the same day as the premiere and everything, was there's an actual TV action figure toy commercial for Solo. Old school, there's toys, and there's kids playing with the toys, and they don't turn into the movie. Use the Star Wars Force Link 2.0 to activate real movie phrases. Come on, Chewie, punch it! And sound effects. For over 30 figures and vehicles. Download and sync your Force Link 2.0 for these character phrases, interactions, and more. What are you doing to my ship? Let's just say I made some modifications. Now you can control the Star Wars galaxy with Force Link 2.0. Band comes with one figure. Other figures, vehicles, and Force Link bands each sold separately. Ask a parent about the app. Yeah, it's so good to see Star Wars toy commercials again. Yeah, hopefully the kids get off their computers and buy some toys so we can get some more commercials. Yeah, hopefully we get even more toy commercials. This doesn't stop. Yeah, they can just make toy commercials for the Last Jedi toys that didn't get commercials. Where's the Where's the Grumpy Luke action figure commercial? Ah, you don't want to play with me. I'm not an action figure. <laughs> it's a Vespin guard. Halt, strangers. Take us to Lando Calrissian. Follow me. From Kenner's Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back collection. Action figures each sold separately. I'm Lando. Who's there? Han Solo on a mission with a rebel soldier. What's your mission? We're fighting the Empire. And we need your help. Han Solo, rebel soldier, Lando Calrissian, and Bespin Guard each sold separately. From Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back collection. New from Kenner. So like we were saying before, we are so close to Solo. Solo overload is growing. Gabe, what is like your, what's your current temperature on Solo? What's your opinion now that we're just weeks away, two weeks away? I think every bit I see, I get that much. My temperature goes up. It's getting hot. I'm getting sweaty. I was excited before, but now that I see really just how fun and kind of really how goofy, like maybe Lord Miller goofy was too goofy, but Ron Howard goofy is still seems pretty goofy. So I'm, yeah, I'm sizzling. There's a chicken and shrimp coming out of my armpits. I'm sizzling hard. Have you found that watching the clips and getting a good feel for what this movie is going to be all about with the how this movie's going to go down. Has that changed your opinion at all? I don't know if it changed my opinion as much as it's just, I was looking forward to it, but I didn't know what to be excited about. And now that I'm seeing actual things, I know what to be excited about. If that makes sense. I know I've talked to you a million times about this. There's the one clip of Enfys nest on the speeder flying through the air, doing a full on count Dooku move with the, motioning for the other troops to fly by that it's giving me attack of the clones flashback so i'm ready i could barely even watch that little clip because it's like man it's a bunch of people in mass flying 
swoop bikes, speeder bike things really high up in the air. And there's that great tight camera shot of just people hanging on to handlebars on flying space bikes. And I'm just kind of like, okay, so that's how we're doing it. Well, and then uh, somebody in Internet land, they took all the clips of the speeder chase from all the trailers and kind of edited them in some sort of order. I mean, it's just that, too. Like, just thinking about a car street race between Han and Moloch and some space dogs. Like, there's every little bit of this movie, it sounds like I would be happy if that was the only part in the movie. And there's just all these little bits all adding up to, I don't know, I'm I'm getting, uh, yeah, get the, get the, ice, the ice bathtub ready. It had the reputation for the longest time of... The movie nobody wanted. Why are they making a movie about Han Solo's backstory? But now that we're seeing it, it's like, oh, yeah, of course. We went into some of this when we when with the, with the Lord Miller getting fired episode. But it's worth talking about a little bit. Again, its history goes way, 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 way back, even predating the Disney sale. That was probably the craziest tidbit to come out of all of this, of just how far back this movie got talked about and started i think it goes that lucas was getting ready to sell the company but he thought that like the lucasfilm had to look more profitable so he started prepping a new trilogy and talking to kasdan early on about doing a han backstory movie so somewhere lucas actually wanted this movie to happen he wanted this story to be told yeah, and that's isn't that how I mean that's how Kazan ended up on Force Awakens was he was already there working on this and kind of and got pulled off of this to help JJ with Force Awakens. And at Celebration Anaheim in April 2015, there was the Future Filmmakers panel on Sunday, and when that was advertised, it was supposed to be Gareth Edwards who was going to talk about I think we knew the title was Rogue One. And there was going to be Josh Trank there talking about his unknown Star Wars anthology movie that everyone assumed was Boba Fett, but we've never heard anything concrete about that. Solo wasn't even on the radar at that point. Or maybe it was, but it wasn't an immediate thing happening. If Kazan was working on Solo kind of stopped to do Force Awakens, at that point, they maybe didn't get back to the script yet. Because didn't Kazan even say in some of the interviews that by after Force Awakens, he was kind of burned out and needed a break. And it was the fact that his son came on to kind of co-write it with him that kind of gave him the motivation to get back into it. And then it was just July 2015, just a few months after that whole thing with Josh Trank not being there in Anaheim, where the solo movie was announced as... What they were, what was then called the anthology movies, as the second anthology movie after Rogue One. So the decision was made pretty quick after canceling whatever Trank was working on, then to concentrate everything on Solo. And I would wonder at that point, I would think there would have been, I mean, based on all the other Lucasfilm projects, that there must have been a concept art team working on stuff from back when Lucas first suggested it. Because we know from Force Awakens and Last Jedi, like how how many years before anything concrete that they had the, they had an art department working on it. Yeah, and even at the premiere, the solo premiere, Kathy Kennedy made a comment that she was like, "We've been working on this movie for a long time." 
You know, this has been a long one, and we have worked really, really hard. And I think Ron Howard has done a spectacular job. I know he was on the show not long ago, and he is so excited to see this with an audience. So, you know, the culmination of a lot of work by a lot of people. That's true. Like, it's been a long time. Yeah, because as much as it was a shock to realize how long Last Jedi was being worked on, Solo was even longer. <laughs> it was before Force Awakens and then now after Last Jedi. I mean, it's the whole time Disney's been involved, they've been working on this. Plus, yeah, whatever happened before the sale. So, yeah, that's a it may be like the long other than the original Star Wars. It might be like the longest in development Star Wars film, probably. Or maybe Phantom Menace. Yeah, they had Doug Chang up in that attic for 20 years. Drawing stat bikes and battle droids. and If we compare it to A New Hope or Episode 1, that's good company to be in. The next thing was Celebration Europe, where we were introduced to Lord Miller, and they brought out Alden Ehrenreich and Lord Miller. We're talking about their undying love for Lawrence Kasdan and how excited they were to work with Lawrence Kasdan. Please welcome Chris Miller and Philip Lord. <laughs> So we're very, very early. We're still uh, working on the script with uh, Larry and John Kasdan. Um, and, um, I mean, such an honor from Larry Kasdan, your, our hero from growing up, watching all of his movies. And, I, like, I went to see Grand Canyon in the theater opening weekend. That's how big of a fan I am of Lawrence Kasdan. You're like a real Larry head. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was in high school. So it's a dream come true just from just from this part alone, not, not to mention the, the rest of it. Filming began and we got some happy photos of the whole like main cast and directors on the cockpit of the Falcon. And we saw some spy photos of car chases going on and stuff. And then things got really quiet for a while. I think we all just assumed, well, it's because they're filming like in Pinewood in the studios. And we're not going to hear much when that's going on. And then June 2017... Lord Miller out, and then just days later, Ron Howard is in. And then Ron Howard seemed to be filming for nine months straight. <laughs> Seven days a week. We'll never really, I don't think we'll ever really know the whole story, the truth on what went down. And, you know, it's it, to me, it's kind of like the Rogue One situation with Tony Gilroy and Gareth Edwards and everything. It's a month back or so, when the news came out, like Tony Gilroy was like, that movie was a mess and I fixed it all. It's like, I don't even care. Yeah. At the end of the day, the movie is what it is and you either love it or hate it for what you saw on the screen. And it's, it's cool trivia and it's cool to hear the, the backstage dirt. But at the end of the day, yeah, it doesn't really matter. We got Saw Gerrera talking to Borgullet. That's all really we could have wished for. But who, yeah, who knows what happened with Lord Miller on the set and what the creative differences were. Who knows? We'll never know. People are quick to dismiss Lorden Miller's involvement. But there are a lot of things that when you look at Solo and a lot of things that look great and feel great about Solo, that the credit kind of has to go to them. Yeah, I mean, they were there for the casting. They were there for pre-production. I'm sure a lot of the designs of vehicles and creatures and things they signed off on, they had input on. So... But, you know, we've talked about with the other Star Wars movies. I mean, that all fits in the old, the whole collaboration way all the Star Wars movies are made. Even with Big George there pulling the strings, like there's input from ILM people, from 
producers, from everybody. So, I mean, that's how all the Star Wars movies get made. I think of how cool Enfys Nest looks, how great like, the clips we see of Alden Ehrenreich as Solo, how great that seems. Donald Glover as Lando. Yeah, like Ron Howard was just given this stuff to work with. So, can't get too much into what the movie's about, but obviously everyone knows it's about Han Solo. What does Han Solo mean to you? I sort of relate to him. He's, uh, he's, he doesn't want to do anything that he's told. Uh, when you tell him not to do something, uh, it makes him want to do it more. Uh, he's very sarcastic. And, and at the end of the day, he's um, un, unreasonably optimistic. And, and I think that's why you know, we fall for that guy and why we got so excited about making this movie. Um, is that this kind of dichotomy between this kind of grouchy, seemingly cynical guy with the biggest heart in the galaxy. And, and to me, that's a great thing to make a movie about. It was a long, a long journey, but it looks like it was worth it. As far as I can see, I am super excited. And we're going to probably get the most chewy ever in a movie. So that would be enough for me as well. It's like there's all these things that on their own would be enough for me to be excited about a new Star Wars movie. But all of them mixed together is a soul overload. I'm shocked that I keep forgetting that there's multiple Wookiees. I think I'm blocking it out. Like I'm mentally not thinking about it because it's almost too much. There's a very good chance of seeing Mala. Perhaps Lumpy. Is it too much to ask for if we get itchy, too? Maybe that's what Island was talking about. All the Wookiees. You won't believe all the Wookiees. You won't believe Monko Bayobab. Yeah, I think if we if we had to make a, a list of everything we're looking forward to in Solo, I it would be too long, and we would have to take breaks every, like, three or four things in the list just to get our composure, because there's too much good stuff coming in Solo. It makes me think back to the movie that nobody wanted. But then if you would have called us up on the phone in 1995 and said, do you want to see one day a movie where Han and Chewie met and you see like Han Solo's mentor? Be like, yes, I want to see that. I'm asking for that movie right now. You know, there's a swoop gang in it that race around a train, a space train. Okay, I'll take that, too. I'm asking for this movie. <laughs> you know, there's a worm that lives in a hot tub. Okay. You, you already sold me. Oh, no, there's more. <laughs> there's white space dogs that run around in a train station or something. Okay. Yeah. We're getting like a, tr a trilogy worth of goodness all crammed into this one little solo. It's, it's the movie everyone wanted. <laughs> But they don't want to admit it. You know Disney's reading your thoughts and listening to your dreams. <laughs> That's fine. They can. Yeah. I'm also thinking I really want some free tickets to Disney World. So Just keep thinking it. Just rubbing my temples. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Qui-Gon was talking about. Remember, concentrate on the moment. Feel. Don't think. Use your instincts. I will. May the Force be with you. So... I think we were talking about at the beginning of the episode. Kenobi, what's your gut feeling on once we get past Solo, the future of the uh, the Star Wars stories? 
Will we ever get a Boba Fett movie? Is that the movie? No, is that the real movie nobody wanted? <laughs> Maybe, but I mean, the more I think about it, if like what I was saying with Kenobi, if the Boba Fett movie is called Boba Fett, but it's really about a bunch of bounty hunters doing bounty hunter business, I don't know who doesn't want to see that movie. Heavy on the Dengar, please. Little little, who's the boss in there? Whatever. IG eighty eight. I like I said, I'm excited for Ryan Johnson stuff. I'm excited for the Game of Thrones guys. I'm excited for the TV shows, but I want the Star Wars stories. Keep them coming. Get weird. Get wild. Maybe there could be another Ewok movie. Why not? Because I do. I think I'm really now that we're getting kind of into this whole Disney thing. Like it is cool to have the sequel trilogy and it's like new stuff and it's maybe more serious, but then, Hey, now we can just go back in time and have a fun story about Han Solo and Chewie. And then, Hey, we're going to get some brand new stuff. And then it just seems like a, they have a good mix going here of there's something for everybody. And you know, you might love everything. Or even if you don't, if you like the old stuff, there's some old stuff movies. If you like new stuff, there's new stuff movies. I don't know. I like, I like what we have here. I've been running scams on the street since I was 10. I was kicked out of the flight academy for having a mind of my own. I'm going to be a pilot. Best in the galaxy. Hey, kid. I'm putting together a crew. You in? That's yes. I might be the only person. Who knows? What you really are. What's that? I thought we were in trouble there for a second, but it's fine. We're fine. So, cat's out of the bag. Last week we were hinting about us starting a grunge band in, in Seattle, which still might happen. But we, we have other plans in Seattle, Washington next month. Yeah, so we are going to be in Seattle at the Ace Comic Con. It's June 22nd, 23rd, and 24th out by like the CenturyLink Stadium out there in Seattle. And we're going to be doing at least two live shows, presentations, things out there. And then other than that, we'll be wandering around the convention Looking for cool, looking for cool stuff. <laughs> looking for some Comtech chips. Yeah, seeing if there's anyone dressed as a Nabu soldier. So, if you live in Seattle or the surrounding Pacific Northwest area, we would love to see you out there at the Ace Comic Con. Come to one of our live shows. Come to both of them. Come to all of them. Come to whatever. Where we're in the planning stages of putting together some really cool stuff. So. Come on out and come see us out there. We're going to be there. Yep. And we'll uh, give you more information as uh, we get closer. 
Mm-hmm. And then next week, we're going to be doing another semi-live location-ish thing. Um, I'm going to be heading up to Michigan to meet up with you at... The DIA, the Detroit Institute of Arts, because they're opening up their big Star Wars Power of Costume exhibit. And we are going to be there for like a a preview, like a pre-opening thing. And we're going to be hopefully talking to folks there and running through the exhibit. And hopefully I don't knock over the Django Fett costume or something. But we're going to be... So next week's episode is all going to be live from the DIA as we're going totally insane about the amazing power of costume exhibit out there so yeah they may have to wipe wipe down all the cases after we get through so it's just gonna be no nose grease and drool <laughs> <laughs> they already told me i can't bring my a, a plate of pizza rolls into the exhibit it's a classy place so well you can still wear a bib though a bowl of tuna and the bib this is my bib for tuna it's blast points bib so you can look forward to that next week where it's uh it's blast points on the road. We were saying it's like the it's like the Brady Bunch episodes where they went to the amusement park. <laughs> we're getting out of the basements and we're hitting the road. Hopefully the the sun doesn't burn our burn our eyes. <laughs> the light. Ah, I need to see Solo next week. Oh. Yeah, I need to see. Though I ran into Ben Kenobi and Luke Skywalker, I had myself a pretty good little operation. They wanted a ride to Alderaan, and they're willing to pay enough so I didn't have to ask any questions. Now I'm in the middle of a rebellion. I'm spending half my time dodging Imperial ships and the other half avoiding Her Holiness. Not only that, but Jabba the Hutt's got a price on my head and he's put Boba Fett on my trail. Something tells me it's not going to get any better when the Empire strikes back. Return of the Jedi Collection. Han Solo, Logre, Chief Sherpa, and Biker Scout each sold separately. Yahoo! Why you little Ewok? Let the rock roll! The rock hit! Han Solo, Chief Sherpa, Biker Scout, and Logre action figures each sold separately from Kenner's Star Wars Return of the Jedi Collection. And these blast points, too accurate for sand people. Only Imperial stormtroopers are so precise. iTunes reviews. After you're done listening to this, if you're listening on an Apple something or other, go over to iTunes, look up Blast Points, write something about the show, and we'll read it on an upcoming episode. We've got one waiting in the wings to read, and we're waiting for just one more to make it all happen. So leave that review so we can read it. And it helps the show a lot, too. So it's like 
It's a win-win situation. Yeah, and check us out on BlastPointsPodcast.com for recipes, comics, t-shirts, news about Blast Points events. And check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And we just got a brand new Facebook Blast Points Super Star Wars Chill Group. If you want to join uh, and talk about all kinds of cool Star Wars stuff with other cool Star Wars people and keep on downloading the podcast wherever you can find it. Keep subscribing because our big solo review episode is going to be coming up in a couple weeks. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Don't miss it. And yeah, that about wraps up number 123. We'll talk to you next week from the DIA in Detroit. See you then. See you later. Thank you. Bye-bye. May the force be with you. Goodbye, old friend. May the force be with you. Since this was, in a sense, a cardboard character to which you gave flesh and blood, uh, that part of you which needs this uh, 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 greater sense of creativity is not going to be satisfied in this kind of film. So why... That's, that again. Now you no, told me to ask you that No, question. no, that's wonderful. <laughs> that's a hard question. And the answer is that you got it all wrong. It's not a cardboard character for me at all. It's as real as uh, as anything else. There's the, the I I never knew that the character only had two dimensions until critics told it to me. Mm-hmm. I don't play. I mean, I don't play the the third dimension mm-hmm. because it's not the, the it's not the author's it's not the director's yeah. choice to do that. But it's there. It has to be there. It's it's. I, I don't have to play it because it's me. It's part of uh, of me, and the simpler I keep myself, the more it shows. So this is this is much an acting job to doing something as seemingly simple as this as any other. I don't find this any less. I find this maybe more fun than many, but it's uh, it, I don't I cannot conceive of a negative aspect to doing this film. May the force be with all of you.